Welcome to Thriving at Home, a podcast where we discuss all things family, marriage, parenting, and relationships. Our goal, to disturb and disrupt the ordinary mundane life and give you the tools to move from surviving to thriving. We're your hosts, Eddie and Jessica Harrison. And we're so glad you're here. Let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Thriving at Home, episode number ocho. Eight. Eight. Eight episodes in. This is a, uh, a crazy week for us. We're in the middle of moving. We told you about in previous episodes that we're actually moving our home. We told you the story of how we found the house, how we feel like God's hand was in all that. But guys, literally right now, we're, we're standing. It's nearly 10 o'clock at night. Um, just a few days before this is actually released and you're hearing it for the first time. And we're standing in our living room um, among just a smattering of things that have not been packed yet um, because moving day is Friday. And so we're like T minus 48 hours. Yeah, we're at the point now where it, like all the major stuff is packed, but now we've just got kind of like the rando. It's like all the awkward stuff that you like don't really know if it should fit in a box or not. And right now we are set up. If you can just imagine in your mind's eye as theater, you are driving down the, the road, minds. listening to yeah. this today, we are standing on the top of like, what is this? A, a TV stand? Yeah, uh, we're not standing on top of credenza. it. We're standing oh, yeah, sorry. against it. Yeah, like, like, family, it. like family feud style right now. You could put your hand up here and we could, we we're, could, we could shake hands right hi. now across. Yes. The, we're shaking hands yep. across the table. We're, I'm, we're staring at each other because this is the only piece of furniture in here that made sense to podcast on today. Our dining room table's taken apart. No, it's gone. We don't have we one. Don't e- have we ate on the floor last night. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. This is going to be so fun today. I'm really excited about this topic. Are you? I mean, everyone gets to benefit from all of our fights ever. Like, <laughs> so here's the 16 deal. 16 years of that. Here's the deal. Obviously we're going to get into this and we're going to talk about it. But the reason that this topic came up today and the reason we thought to actually dive into this topic today is because when you're going through stressful things, AKA moving, moving uh, you, uh, it brings out communication uh, the, breakdowns. Well, I prefer to say the more colorful sides of your personality and our personalities. Yeah. And so, um, there have, there have been moments of tension mm-hmm. uh, in this process. Luckily, it hasn't destroyed us. Luckily, it hasn't even caused, derailed us at any no. rate. But it is still something that we've got to work through. And so, Jess, tell the people what we're going to be talking about today, and let's, let's get to it. Well, I think we, would all, we can all admit that we don't see eye-to-eye in our marriages all the time. And by the way, if you're listening to this today and you're not married yet— and you hope to be someday. Yeah. Take notes because this is going to be helpful. Absolutely. Um, and this has taken. We're, we've been married sixteen years. This has taken nearly every moment of that sixteen years to learn. Yeah, and so it's like that moment where you say "I do," yep. and then little bits of disillusionment come in when you know one of us forgets to pay a bill, or we parent differently, or we have different sleep schedules, or different ideas on our weekend plans. Yes. Or then here we go. It's the age-old question. Hey, honey, let's eat out tonight. What do you want for dinner? Oh, man. And then you ask me, and then I'm too hangry at that point to even make a decision. Yeah. And then it be like becomes a thing. Well, it becomes, it goes like <gasps> this. Like, hey, what do you want for dinner tonight? You go, ah, I don't care, wherever. I go, okay, let's go to Chipotle. And you're like, ah, I don't no, want Chipotle. that doesn't sound good. And oh, you're like, you gosh. just said whatever. And I'm like, you're right, I did, but I don't want Chipotle. <laughs> But it's things like this. No, it is. It's that, things like this. Yeah, Yeah, it can cut. Or like when I think I'm smarter than the GPS. 
Yeah, I wasn't gonna bring it up, but, <laughs> I mean, but yeah, I will admit, I I seriously think that I'm smarter than the GPS sometimes, and it's it's bad because I should just not be a backseat driver. I've gotten better at that though. Right, right. right. But how many women get out there can testify? You know the shortcut. You know which way it's going to be faster. Yes. Right. Okay. Uh, we'll move. So on. when those moments, <laughs> when those moments don't go as picture perfect, picture yeah. perfect as they should, and things do escalate and turn mm -hmm. into what we would call a fight. Today right. we're going to be talking about how to. Yeah, we're going to, how to fight fair. How to fight fair. Yeah. And so we're going to give you some ground rules for those inevitable, intense moments of fellowship in your marriage. Um, and if you can remember to use these helpful tips in the heat of the moment, then the moment may not get so heated. Absolutely. Hey, real quick before we dive into that, I forgot to say at the top of the episode, you guys can always find us uh, on Instagram and Facebook at Thriving at Home Pod. We're on iTunes, we are on Stitcher, we're on Pocket Cast, Google Podcast, all the places, Spotify, uh, we're on there as well. And do this for us if you would. Subscribe to the podcast, number one, but also rate and review it. So give it a give it a five-star rating if you like it. Give it a one-star rating if you don't like it. We want your honesty, but yeah. the, rate, the ratings and reviews really help people find the podcast and kind of bring it up to the top of the pile. There's so many great podcasts out there. But those ratings and reviews really, really help it get to the top. So Yeah, so more people get here and more people can learn from all of our things. Exactly. So we're on the subject <laughs> of how to fight fair. Jessica, teach us how do we fight fair. Well, let's teach them together. Okay, let's, okay, do, it. let's right. do it. So first thing is don't say you always or you never. Right. Those two terminologies, those two things need to be like completely banned yep. from fighting from fights you always or you never right so like if you're frustrated with your spouse and you say you always do this mm. you always forget to tell me when you're going to be coming home late from work yeah you always do it's like you're you're it's a blanket statement yeah. that is not fair yeah it's not accurate if you were to really boil it down maybe you're upset in the moment and you think no really he doesn't ever do this or yeah, but it could it's be, not true it could be true at times, mm -hmm. but it's not absolutely true in the sense that it happens every time. Right. And sure enough, as soon as you say you always or you never, they're going to say, well, no, there was that one time I didn't. And that's going to become the thing instead of the kind of really the, the foundation of the disagreement. Yeah. Which is this concept that, you know, let's use the coming home late from work kind of thing. The, the, the issue becomes about the one time that you didn't come home late from work versus this topic of I don't feel supported or I don't feel like you spent enough time with me or that whatever that whatever that foundational issue is that gets pushed to the side because now you're arguing about that one time that what you know you said always and but I don't always because remember there was that one time right yeah and an example of this is it's really common to say you never listened to me yeah well wow if you think about you never listened to me like that's quite an accusation yeah that's really hurtful to that person. What you mean to say is... It carries a is, lot of weight, yeah. Right, it carries a lot of weight that they're going to have to think about long after the fight is over. Right. When what you really mean to say is, right now in this moment, I feel like you're not hearing what I'm saying. Right. That is different than... Yeah, I feel like that that's like, man, I, it, it's like going from like a telescope to binoculars. Yes. You know what I'm saying? When you say... I feel like right now in this moment, you're not hearing what I'm saying. It's like we go from this big, massive thing to like, it's okay, right here. This is something that I can yeah. deal with. Like I hear this and yeah. I can deal with it. So that is the importance. And you'll catch yourself thinking of 
you always or you never statements. You'll yeah. you'll catch yourself and go, oh, I did it. Oh yeah. my goodness. And here's the thing too yeah. ab- about this topic when you when you're saying big broad statements like that, uh, when you're saying things that paint such a broad stroke, um, you never know what kind of shame you're speaking into that that person carries that they haven't vocalized. Right. So th- so for instance, the thing that comes to my head is we'll stay on this topic of coming home from late or coming home from work late. Um, maybe, maybe he or she already feels some guilt over how much time they're having to spend at work Mm -hmm. and they're already kind of beating themselves up over it. Not everybody operates like that, but there's, there's a good number of people who, um, who get down on themselves and, and beat themselves up over mistakes like that or over patterns like that. Yeah. And when they have this narrative going in their head of, man, I'm, 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 I'm worthless. I don't, pay attention to my family. I'm not a good husband. I'm not a good dad. Da, 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 da. And then the most important person in their life, um, likely, uh, their spouse comes in and affirms that statement, affirms that narrative in their head, even though it's not actually what they're trying to say. Right. They're trying to explain a momentary frustration, but they come in and they affirm the thing that that person has been telling themselves for so long. Right. And it can, it can cause great damage. Yeah. Yeah. So get rid of you always or you never think of different ways that you can explain how you're feeling in that moment. Yeah. It's going to be really helpful to yeah. throw less heavy accusations around. Absolutely. Blanket statements. Absolutely. Okay. What's the next one? The next one. Don't get historical. Don't be getting historical on me, girl. <laughs> I've never said that. I just felt like saying it just then. Yeah. I don't know if it's this. The TV thing we're standing on, or right the now. time of day, and how many hours we've been trying to back yeah. up this house. Don't get all. I mean, if you can <laughs> see, I'm, I'm bobbing my head. I'm, <laughs> I'm snapping my fingers. Don't get all historical. I'm taking off my earrings. You know. Yeah. Don't get historical. <laughs> meaning, and I will, I will speak to this from a woman's point of view. So basically, all the girls out there, you can hear me. Explain this. All the married ladies. All <laughs> yes, the all ladies. the married ladies. All the married ladies. <laughs> we have a tendency. I, I mean, if you're anything like me, we have a tendency to let these little things, there can be little offenses or little hurts in rushed moments kind of go by. And instead of addressing it, you know, and just the little thing, all these things we've just kind of stuffed away in our hearts and they're yeah. just stuffed, 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 stuffed. And then all of a sudden, you just have like the one thing and you have all of those things still in your head that offended you. Mm. And so you get historical. So whatever is the issue at hand becomes a much bigger thing because you're still hurt about the past month's laundry list of this hurt me. So yeah, that's a lot. Absolutely. And, the, <laughs> and, and it's almost an imp- like on the other side of that conversation, the yeah. person who's maybe, um, who is offended, uh, you know, I'll put me in that seat for a minute. Uh, we don't know what all there is there to unpack or what, right. what has been stuffed down. And sometimes it seems like an impossible uh, because thing to overcome. You can't read my mind. What? He can't read your what? mind, ladies. Did we, is the recording, is he, there, this is recording, isn't he it? He can't okay. read my mind. What? He can't read your mind, <laughs> girls. He can't. So we have to actually say, I was hoping that you would put the kids to bed tonight because I've had a lot of yes. work things pop up. And I'm feeling really tired. Yes. Would you mind doing that for yes. me? So we have to, they can't read our minds. So for example, if we are totally burnt out, but we haven't said anything that day and we're just like upset because, well, he didn't notice that I'm totally exhausted and I didn't want to, I wanted him to do bedtime bath and bedtime duty tonight, Yeah. but we didn't say it, but we are like harboring that little bit of disillusionment, resentment. 
And then the next thing comes up and we get historical and we bring up that thing and that thing and that thing and that thing. Let me just encourage you. Talk about the one thing that's at hand. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say like you're, you're being so gracious and, and talking about it from a woman's perspective. I I would say from a guy's perspective, we don't get historical as much in the, in the sense that we um, keep a record of the exact things that happen, Mm -hmm. but man, we sure don't talk about things as much as we should. And so while we don't get historical in the sense that we um, list, make a list and, and spell out the list, we get historical in the sense that all of the anger from that, what would be that list right. is built up and gets usually pushed out at one time. I remember even just a couple nights ago when I came home uh, from, from work, I had had um, several meetings that day. Just my mind was buzzing, all good, good stuff, but just my mind was tired my body mm-hmm. was tired. I was coming home. The kids were in rare form, you know, buzzing around the house. Crazy uh, hyper. The house itself is is in disarray right now, which, right. you know, it, it has to be. And that already kind of, you know, like puts me at unease because I'm just, I'm just a, I'm an, I'm a guy that likes order. And, and mm-hmm. so all those things coming home and it just, it's like, rather than compartmentalizing and saying, and we did end up having a conversation around this, but rather than compartmentalizing and saying, okay, this had me frustrated. This was just hard and this was fine, but it, it, it you know, right. I just had to do it instead. It all, it just, it just seemed like I was angry at everything, right? That, that, that everything was angry. Everything mm-hmm. was a bother. Every, everybody was bothering me. And I recognize at first I didn't recognize it, but then later, a little bit later on, I realized that I had taken the history of my day and put it into this one moment and was dumping it on you, dumping it on the kids. And so in that sense, uh, I got pretty historical. Yeah. 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 Um, but I loved that you came to me in the kitchen and you held my shoulders Mm -hmm. and you said, you know, stuff's everywhere. And I, you know, and you just told me how, how you're feeling and not that you were taking it out on me. It was just the situation which helped me. So thanks for doing that. You're so welcome. Okay. So don't get historical. Talk about one, one situation at a time, one thing at a time if possible. Um, okay. And then here's the third thing. The speaker has the floor. Mm. The speaker has the floor. Yeah. Tell us what that means. So basically, I mean, <laughs> I, I can tend to really want to like prove a point or like really explain, use a lot of talking to explain really like, can't you see it from my point of view? And here's all the things. And I'm like just cutting you off and going over your words. And I would have a, a habit of doing that. Mm-hmm. So if you if you have this type of situation where you're just like going in the moment and you're trying to explain your side of things why you should see it this way, you can even as married couples like throw a stuffed animal to each other, put a spoon in your hand, whatever. If it takes a physical object yeah. to realize, no, 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 I love this person and I respect this person. Yeah, I have to let them finish, whether you agree with them or not. Yeah, the speaker and, has the floor. And and it's not a ma- even just a matter of being silent while the other person talks. It's also a matter of making sure that you hear them. And so one of the things that you can do to show that you are hearing that person and that you have received what they said and you appreciate it is you can say, you can repeat back to them what they said after they said it. Not word for word, but in summary. So you say something, you know, you're, you're spilling out your heart. You're telling me what's going on inside right. of inside of your, you know, inside of your mind or your heart or whatever. And I say back to you, well, okay, Jessica, what I hear you saying is um, you don't like that I come home from work at six o'clock instead of five thirty, 
and you would like me to come home earlier. Am I, do I have that right? And it gives the other person the opportunity to say, well, no, 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 that's not the point. Really what I mean is this. I just need you to text me or, and tell me. Or, or it gives yeah. the person, or it gives you, you the opportunity to say, um, exactly, I feel heard. Yes. So either way, whether mm-hmm. you have paraphrased it correctly or mm-hmm. not, uh, everyone wins. Yeah. Everyone wins. And it's really about the respect of just not cutting each other off and just being respectful to let the person finish their thought. Because how many times have we been in a disagreement with our spouse and we, we're like, you're not even letting me finish. Mm-hmm. I mean, isn't that such a common mm-hmm. thing? So yeah, if it's bad, if that's like, you know, that's your thing with your spouse, like hold something and be like, I have the spoon. So can I please finish? Spoon? I, or the whatever you want to <laughs> hold. I'm, I'm thinking of a wooden spoon because I just literally put all of the utensils over into the new house today. Yeah. yeah. So, but yes, whatever. Spoon is good. I'm, I'm fine with spoon. Okay. Yeah. Okay, thanks. (laughs) So that's a good one. So make sure you don't cut your spouse off and don't, when you have the floor, like try your best not to exaggerate. Mm -hmm. Just, you know, let them know I'm feeling this way and try to not exaggerate, you know, and use just like crazy, just, yeah, Yeah. that's going to be helpful. Um, Absolutely. I have this verse in the Bible that I really love. Um, And it's just talks about, treating others the way that you want to be treated. And it says, therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Mm. And I just, I love that. It's um, Colossians 3.12. I love it because that's what we need in our marriages when we're fighting. (laughs) We need to remember compassion, kindness, humility, Yep. gentleness and patience. Yeah. One of the things that I've, um, one of the things I've learned is that, man, it is such a different conversation when we are seeking to understand each other yeah, rather than fighting to be understood. Yeah. That's a when, game changer. When we come into a disagreement and we are seeking to understand where is, you know, when we're asking questions like, where is this coming from? Like, I'm going to ask questions and I'm going to sit there and I'm going to listen and I'm going to endure until I figure out where this anger or where this sadness or where this discontentedness, is, mm-hmm. that, is that the right word? Discontentment. Yes, there you go. discontentment. <laughs> is wherever that is coming from, yeah. I'm going to endure until I figure that out. Um, rather than coming into the situation going like, well, he, you know, he or she, she's going to hear all about it. She, you know, she's going to hear all about what I have to say about this. And man, I'm finally going to give her a piece of my mind. You know, I'm finally going to tell her how it is and what I want and what I need. When you come into the argument or the conversation uh, with a selfish posture like that, yeah. with an attitude of I'm here to be understood, not to understand, uh, I feel like you're setting yourself up for failure. Yeah. And so um, let us be people uh, out there in uh, podcast land. Let us yeah. be people that that enter into conversations. And this is really applicable, applicable for any relationship. It doesn't even just have to just be a marriage. Let us be a people that seeks to understand the other people before we are so adamant to push our agenda or to push our feelings on other people. Yeah. What else you got, Jess? So the last one was your tone is everything. Yeah. So there's so much that people can read in your current mood and your current emotion based on our tone. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can take like the same exact phrase 
and you can say it in two different tones and it can mean the same exact thing, which is like, it's crazy. So like, for example, if, if you know, like we have no milk for the morning, the kids can't have cereal and we have to go to the store. Like one of us, we have to figure it out. Right. So for example, you could just ask like, Hey, why don't we go to the store tonight? Mm -hmm. Okay. Or like, why don't we go to the store tonight? Like, why, why don't you go to the store? Like, it's like you, you're irritated. You're sure. I mean, there's yeah. just little phrases like that that happen all the time. Yep. That could be just so much received so, so well. Yeah, your tone, the tone can, was great. Your tone can mean everything. It can set you up as being defensive or it can set you up as being uh, kind and compassionate. Like it's, we were just talking about. Yeah, like it's a difference between a command or a request. Mm hmm is really just the difference in tone. And just remembering what, like what you said, you know, when you're listening to the other person and then you can say back. So what I hear you saying is, yeah. so you can kind of end a, you know, a section of somebody talking with that or starting it with, Hey, help me understand what you're feeling right now. Or help me understand what you mean by that. Right. Um, in a kind tone. Cause that's one of those phrases you could say, well, help me understand. Like yeah. you could be really upset yeah. or like, Hey, Help me understand what you mean by that. Yeah. Didn't that sound like so different? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I yeah. mean, infl your tone and your inflection is everything. And even though the way that, you know, we talked about it earlier, but the w the words that you use combined with tone yeah. mean everything. You can say, you can say, you never, you always in the nicest, sweetest tone ever. Yes. Uh, it still sounds bad. Yeah. You know and I mean? <laughs> you can actually, I, I will, I will add this in lastly, you can actually say a lot when you say nothing at all the ice out method, the I'm going to shun you, you because I'm ticked. And I'm, I'm coming, I'm, yeah. I'm totally like writing myself out that really early on in our marriage, when we didn't see eye to eye on something, I would just shut the door and leave the room. Yeah. And that makes your, you know, it made you feel so like alone in that moment, disrespected. Sure. Um, and I did not know like how to communicate healthy without, you know, like I didn't want to yell. So yeah. Cause I don't really yell a ton or like raise my voice. I will just be the first one to like, just right. stop talking. Right. 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 And that's not healthy either. Right. Yeah. So it's just, there's a better way. Absolutely. There's a better way of how we can get through these things in life with one another by remembering. And I would say this too, uh, for anyone who's being spoken to, um, not only harshly, but people who are being spoken to aggressively, I mean, the best thing you could probably do in that moment is say, hey, time out. We're going to revisit this when you're when your tone is different or when your word when you've thought through your words or something, because, man, there's there's just so many um, like words. The Bible talks about you, that your tongue is 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 sharp mm -hmm. and that it cuts. And there are so many words when that someone can use to hurt other people, you know, to hurt another person. Right. Um, and even the phrasing and the tone and our crafty flesh nature knows all of the right combinations to get where we need to go. Yeah. They knows all the combinations to cut to right to the place where we want to cut. We're almost like surgeons with it. And, but the problem is, is that when we get in these arguments, um, and I don't mean we, I just mean we in general as people, when we get in these arguments, um, we lose like, it's almost like blinders are put on us, mm -hmm. you know, and we get to the point where we're like, I don't care what's right. I only care about my thing. And we start throwing around words and phrases and whatnot. And uh, it can become a real uh, 
just a real sticky situation. So be careful with your tongue. The tongue, uh, the, the power of death and life is in the tongue. Yeah. And, and it's sharp. And I think overall, just think of disagreements or fights in your marriage as opportunities where you can become closer. It can either bring you closer mm-hmm. or you handled it poorly and then you're going to have to rebuild trust from it. Yeah. So it's either, you know, a point where, and honestly, ideally there have been times that, you know, you disagree and after making up, you need to pray together. You just need to like yeah. get on the same page and your heart's like pray together, like make up, like all of that because it's, it's really, it's really important that fights don't bring you apart yeah. and create this wedge that over time just gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And then you're on one side of the canyon and he's on the other and you're going, you wake up one day and you go, how did we get here? Well, yeah. And a lot of that has to do with unresolved tension. So the other thing I would say is that the opposite of what we've talked about so far are people that don't address, uh, don't fight at all. They don't fight at all. And it's not, it's not a healthy badge of honor. It's they, they disregard tension they sweep everything under the rug. They're just peacemakers in the sense that they don't want any trouble. And usually there's one, you know, there can be one, like when that exists, there's usually one person in the marriage that's more of the peacekeeper. The other one is not. But man, if you get two people in the marriage that are both peacekeepers and just have, just don't ever want to talk about uh, the hurt or the pain or the tension that they're feeling, man, that can become, you, you, you think, resentment. yeah, and you think initially that it's a good thing because you're like, oh, they never argue. When the reality is, no, they, they actually are not processing anything that's going on in their marriage. And you're right. One day they're going to wake up and go, how did we get so far? Yeah. How did we get, how did we get so far from each other? How are we so different from each other now than we were when we first got married? Yeah. So that's all super powerful. Yeah. Communicate with each other. Disagreements, they come up. That's yep. normal. That's part of it. But the beautiful thing is if we handle it well, it can draw us closer together. And I know yeah. that um, we're in a season that that's happened for us. I, we're moving and I still love you. <laughs> no, <I'm laughs> yeah, I still, absolutely. I still love you even if we are. Oh, man, I, I love, I you, love you no matter what. I love you too. It's been good. It's been really good. This has uh, been our How to Move and Fight Fair episode. Um, <laughs> no, uh, So all about how to fight fair. Guys, we hope you'll take this to heart. We hope that you'll um, not only just listen to uh, this instruction, but also put it into practice in your marriage. Um, and, and we're not the only people saying this. I mean, there's tons of people out there that are talking about this kind of content mm-hmm. and giving tools and resources to marriages to help them thrive at home. That's our goal here. As always, you can find us online uh, on Facebook and Instagram at Thriving at Home Pod. Don't forget to rate and subscribe to the podcast. We love you. We'll see you next time. Bye, guys.